Today's episode is brought to you by Beducated.com, your online safe space to explore all things sex and relationships. Check them out today at Beducated.com. That's B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com. And don't forget to use our promo code VORGASMIC to receive 15% off of your subscription. Faith and stability. And total tranquility. I'm building off your energy. You listen to the enemy. You're my peace, not my enemy. My lover and my friend indeed. Together we will grow the seed growing orgasmic energy. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Y'all remember that, <laughs> that show? Welcome back, Mr. Carter. Showing my age here a little bit. I thought you was doing me. That's where they sampled it from. The Welcome uh, Back, Mr. Carter Show. I don't know what the Mr. Carter Show is. Uh, Robin Williams first acting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Orgasmic Vibes. We are your host. I am Grant Michaels. And I'm Queen Shay. And this is Orgasmic Vibes. Picking up right where we left off. Um, last episode, uh, Two Becoming One, Part One. Uh, we uh, spoke on uh, a counseling class that we were we're grateful, extremely grateful that we took, but it was a, a requirement um, at our church uh, to before we can get married. Before they marry you, they require you to take the course. I think it's what a six week, eight week course or something like yeah. that. Um, and it's a mixture of 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 people that are engaged and uh, attempting attempting to get married, and it's people who've been married for many many years. And um, it basically outlines how God ordains marriage. Um, it talk, it, it, The book starts out immediately telling you several reasons why marriages fail. I guess they, wanted, they didn't want to sugarcoat it. They wanted <laughs> to show you these are the things that, that cause this right here to, to, to crash and burn. And then from there, it outlines several things that need to take place that God has ordained, that God has, has, has made very, very present and, and in his word that we should be doing. It really jumps into what you would call the life cycle of marriage. How it transforms, you know, based on how it starts. So the different stages um, it's broken out into four different stages. Um, and probably, you know, if you're married and you're listening to this, I bet within the first minute you can almost pinpoint in your marriage, if you've been married for a little while, um, exactly when you've hit these stages. Now, the stages that we're going to talk about, we're not saying that you're just going to go through these stages and that's the end. We're just saying you could cycle through these stages. And the goal is to cycle back, obviously, on a positive note. Stage one is romance. Mm. All right. now. <laughs> Stage two is reality. Mm-hmm. Start getting real. It, it hits the fan. Stage three is resentment. Mm-mm-mm. No, stage four is when it hits the fan. <laughs> stage four is rebellion. So notice that starts on a high point mm-hmm. and ends on, you know, somewhat negative point. When you think of rebellion, you don't really think of anything positive. But, you know, you're going to go through different stages. Now, I know growing up or and especially even after I, I got married, I always would hear people talking about certain hard years in marriage. And I used to mm-hmm. wonder, like, 
well, how do you know, like, what's going to happen in year three, year five? Um, well, I guess just based on, you know, time and how things change in life that, you know, it is somewhat true to an extent. may not be exact year for certain people. Um, divorce is said to be high actually in the first year or two, mm-hmm. which to me is shocking, but not shocking. I would think you would be able to make it past, you know, the first year or two. Like, dang, it's bad already. Um, and then the other one that I hear is year seven. I've always heard so much about year seven when it comes to marriage and people saying, if you can make it over that seventh year hump, you're good to go. Mm. But when I hear year, hear the number seven, seven is completion. completion. So it kind of makes sense. Like, okay, <laughs> if you can get through this, then you probably have found some good groundwork. We were on a, a vacation one time and ran into a couple that was on their honeymoon. Ooh. And homie was already talking about divorcing her. Like he hung out with us because they were just fighting that bad. So it is real. And if you notice all four of these of, of these stages start with an R. You got romance, you got reality, you got resentment, and you got rebellion. Why? Because it is real out here in these streets. Marriage ain't for the weak and the weird. We've said that before. Mm-hmm. It's a true commitment of mind, body, and soul. And I've said it before. I think some people get, get you know, get married initially because it, it just appears to be the next stage of things. Like it, oh, we've been dating this long. We might as we well might get as married. Well. Might as well get married. Or you always say might as well. Or everybody keep asking you when, when you get married. married. You feel the pressure <laughs> from the outside. And in my opinion. This course will prevent that, or it'll help you alone to realize, look, we ain't just doing this so we can have our day in the sun. So she, somebody can put on a dress, somebody can have a bridal shower, somebody mm-hmm. can have a bachelor party or a bachelorette party. It's real out here, and it's seeking in beyond this. It's real sickening how so many people can be in relationships, and this is supposed to be your spouse, the person that you you took vows before God with, and. You could be in a rebellious stage or you could be in a resentment stage. It happens every day, but how did it get there? And we're going to try to, we haven't touched resentment or rebellion in any shape, form, or fashion. I'm going to say that. Granted, we're only in year 10, but how does it get there? We're going to try to use some examples that we've been through, some some examples that we've heard or come across to to, to explain it and talk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's let's roll it back. Let's go back to the first stage, which is romance. I don't think they're talking about romance in the sense of, let me give you this flowers and candy. I think they're using the word romance to frame that that first energy, that that fun. It's so much excitement. It's new. You know, you you're dating. Honeymoon like you're phase. really dating. That's a, that's a good one. Honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. That's when everything seems to be perfect. You're all smiles, you know, you're just so excited to see that person when they come home or, and a lot of times at this stage, you probably don't have kids. So in this romantic stage, you really are able to have all of this time with this person. Y'all are able to just have so much fun. And you think that some of these jokers having kids year two of just dating. That's true. That's true. But still, (laughs) you know, that first stage, the romance phase that I think that's the most 
lighthearted stage, if you will, where, you know, maybe things do happen or maybe they do a little stuff to get on your nerves, but you're so in love and so excited. Mm -hmm. It's not that big of a deal. You know, you're able to kind of brush it off, if you will, or it doesn't really bother you because mm -hmm. it, it's so new. It's not happening a lot yet. Or it's possible you also have just maybe moved in with that person or living with each other for the first time. So that's fun. That's exciting. Again, being in the same space, like experiencing those things, you know, it feels fun. Now, like romance itself, to me, um, I had the definition wrong. To me, romance was foreplay. I had the two confused. I'm thinking romance is something you do right before to get in the mood to tap that bottom. You feel me? So, but that's not what romance is. Um, there's stages to romance. There's, like she said, there, there, there's romance in dating, there's romance in the newlywed stage, and then there's romance as life is going on. So, romance is the love letter. Romance is the come sit here and let me hold you while we're watching this movie. Mm -hmm. Romance is the let me rub your feet while we're watching TV. Romance, you know, it's those little things, you know what I'm saying? It's not just the foreplay. And I always looked at romance as the getting in the mood. You or know? from a female's aspect, like, oh, I see he working hard or even somebody working out, like, let me give you this massage or, you know, let me help you relax or... Hey, I did iron your clothes because I know that's one less thing you have to do or make you a special lunch. Like, you know, really doing some extra things for that person to either lighten the load or, you know, really just wow mm -hmm. them. And in my opinion, a couple of points on the romance side, romance is effort. It's the time that you put in. It's the thoughtfulness that you put in. It's learning your woman from a man's perspective, knowing what she like, knowing what puts that twinkle in her eye. It don't necessarily have to lead to sex, you know, but if you're doing it right, please believe it will. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's those little things, the time, the effort, the thought, the thoughtfulness. And, and we spoke on, on the last episode, it's the selflessness, you know, that's romance. And from, you know, from the female side is being mindful of, okay, men are very visual. Like keeping yourself together, like, you know, keeping your, your hair done, your nails done or wanting to look your best, not only for yourself, but for your mate. Can I say it? Can say, I say what? It? So we don't say it on this podcast, but can I say it? I'll go ahead. Cause I don't, <laughs> it's so many things I've told him not to say. I have no idea what he's going to say. For, for women, romance is unbigging your back. Oh my God. <laughs> Unbig your back. You know what I'm saying? Keeping your back at a moderate size or small. You feel me? Okay, all right, go back. Well, your turn. Well, <laughs> anyway, you know, looking your best, you know, that is romance in itself um, on both sides. Like, you want to see that person at your best. And, you know, also, like, what attracted you to that person? Like, trying to remain attractive and attraction is not just visual. Um, that's a lot of different aspects that draw you in. Like, what are you doing to, you know, take you to a next level or excite them? Introducing your partner to new things. Like all of that is romance, introducing mm -hmm. them to new experiences, or maybe there's some things that the person probably never thought they would enjoy opening right. up their eyes to just different ways uh, to have fun or just to enjoy life. Yeah. So in, in that regard, as from a man's perspective, opening up your mind and don't be closed-minded in everything. Um, 
we're going to touch on the bedroom candy uh, in a, on, on another episode, but opening up your experiences to your, to your woman, being vulnerable, letting her teach you something, you know, letting her show you something new, you know what I'm saying? And it's a beautiful experience, and we'll, we'll we'll dive deep on that one later. But just you said it, so I wanted to open and say, it. open your mind and open your experiences to your woman. And also with that, as we told you all, um, we're partnered with Beducated.com. If you're not sure how to do those things or what that even means, that's a good place for you to go. There are so many courses out there on communication, on being transparent, opening up to your partner, uh, learning about intimacy. Uh, we recently watched a course called Pleasure Mapping. Um, pleasure Mapping is, you know, letting your guard down and being vulnerable to find out what brings you pleasure. And, you know, you may think I'm talking about sex, but I promise you they didn't even have sex. That was not the premise of Pleasure Mapping. It just was to find out individually what you like and for the partner to find out what you like. So mm -hmm. all of that is romance. So mm -hmm. definitely go out to beducated.com, check out a lot of those courses if you're not sure, you know, what some of these things are or what you can do to keep that romance stage going. Because we're talking about the stages, but we also want you to understand which stages you can continually keep going. Romance, it should continue in every stage. Romance and dating is not the same romance year five year eight year right. 10 in marriage year 12 just talking to my pops him and my mom been married going on 42 years romance this decade is 10 times different than it was four decades ago it's gonna happen with us so mm -hmm. i've heard my analogy life is a staircase so you got to keep climbing and keep going so what's what's that the romance stage two reality at this stage you've witnessed a lot You've mm -hmm. seen things change. You may have seen that person change or maybe their personality change. Um, I always hear people say in the beginning, especially dating, that you may be meeting someone's representative. Mm -hmm. and what they mean by that is you're meeting the person they want you to meet. They're putting their best foot forward. But by stage two of reality, that's really who they are. So now you are really understanding like, man, I didn't know. Or maybe living with somebody, I didn't know he wasn't this clean, or I didn't know you had all these habits, or mm -hmm. you know, just little things that may may seem nitpicking to someone. Um, in the stage of reality, you may have had some requests. You put in requests, effort is being put in, but maybe a person is reverting back. Maybe they're doing what they said they were going to do for a little while, and they keep reverting back. So your reality in that stage could be, oh, that person's not going to change, or. You know, they're just doing things temporarily to appease the other person. Mm -hmm. So in reality setting in, you're really seeing the truth. And not all of it's going to be bad. You may even see, oh, this person really is who they said they're going to be. Or, wow, they have surpassed what I ever would have thought I would have out of this person. So that reality may be something amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, to touch on that, on social media a, a, a little while back, there was a um, not a challenge, but... There was a there was a, a question that was rolling around, and women were saying, "So you expect me to act like a wife in the girlfriend stage? You need to upgrade your package to and put a ring on it for me to do such and such." Not necessarily all of that, but you do want to show this person 
the cap the, the possibilities and the capabilities that are there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying go above and beyond and do every little wifely duty. I'm not saying go above and beyond and doing every little husband like duty. But you you're showing this person you're supposed to be giving this person a glimpse of exactly who you are and what you are. You ain't got to do everything tenfold, but you want to show it. That's the reality of it. Like she said, you're meeting a representative. Okay, once 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 that the veil comes off and you're being yourself, be your authentic self from the beginning, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and that'll help out a, a, a lot. And and with that, accepting what's available and maximizing on it. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is what's presented and this is the the person she's displaying to me, okay, accept her for who she is and maximize on that because just like and the two people around each other create uh, uh, traits and habits they're going to rub off right so if you're being your best self and trying to be the best and present the best and vice versa on the other end of the spectrum you two are going to grow together and then there's, there goes those expectations that you're setting for each other and with each other right and so the reality of that situation is you know show your true self you know, help each other, work with each other and try to grow with each other. You know, like you said, presenting good habits and, you know, talking about that, saying, hey, you know what? I know maybe I've fallen off in certain areas or maybe I'm not eating my health. So I have been working out, you know, asking for help. Can you help me? You know, that's a big one on how you can grow together. Like everybody wants to feel needed too. like going to that person, asking them for help. That's you being vulnerable coming to them and that's an opportunity for growth so just being real and being open you'd be surprised like different levels that that can unlock just asking your mate for help or if you see them struggling like hey I know you don't really like this or I see you struggling at work what can I do like you don't seem you're happiest or I noticed in the last couple of months things are bothering you or like what is bothering you sometimes just asking someone like really asking them what's wrong right what can i do to help you and really meaning it goes a long way and being genuine you know like she said open the walls of communication and be genuine to it like go to your spouse and be like hey i want you to help me unbig my back (laughs) you know I want you to help me with that. My, my, I need I need your assistance. I need your encouragement. I need your 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 helping. Or or go to your spouse and be like, "Babe, I really want to help you unbig your back. You know, how can I assist you in the 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 unpacking of the backness? You know." You, you, but I'm joking, but I'm serious. Like, don't... but we're laughing. But I did come to you a couple of months back, and I was like, "Hey, you know, you really good working out." He used to be a trainer as well. And I was like, I want you to hold me accountable, even though I necessarily, you don't necessarily have to train me, but you can be hard on me, like hold me accountable. And if I'm slipping, be like, okay, now <laughs> you're doing a bit much. Now, I haven't you know, seen you working out or doing anything. 90% of our listeners strive to have your shape, form, or fashion. And you really going to get in these airwaves and tell people that you wanted to lose more weight. Yes. Okay. Cause I ain't, my gonna, back I ain't, was I ain't touching that. I ain't touching that. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Listen, for women, when when you see that cup size start going up on that bra, though, I don't care if you got a small frame or not. The back is growing. Other areas, you can be small, but everybody still has their own goals. So okay. don't do that. So, um, but on a serious on a serious note, uh, <laughs> the reality stages, um, reverse engineering. You know, making sure you reverse engineering things and, and coming up with a plan to, to, to maximize that. 
Now the resentment stage, um, like I said, we've never been on. I personally have never been there. I can honestly strong stand on saying I don't think my wife has ever been there. Correct. But um, how do you deal with displaced anger? Because that's where that's coming from. And there again, first having an outlet. For me, there were times in our relationship, and for, like I said, we never got the resentment. I remember when we first, first got married, we were talking about this honeymoon stage. Mm-hmm. All right, when we were right outside the honeymoon stage, there were things that bothered me or things that would, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say I wanted her to change, but before, like I said, I always, you've heard me say, I, I would just bring things to her. I learned this woman, so I knew what, how to bring conversation to her. One question I would always ask myself, this bothers me now. Is it worth me bringing this topic to her and starting a possible argument or starting a possible riff in 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 the piece or is it bothering me now is it going to bother me in five years is it is this going to be an actual issue in six seven years and if the question was if the answer was no then i was like okay then i'm being petty maybe in my mind because i told you i always find fault i tried to always find fault in things i'm always trying to improve so with that being said i didn't have displaced anger because i would rationalize the topic rationalize what 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 the issue may be, does this, okay, it's bothering me now. Is this really going to bother me down the line? And in every situation like that, the answer was no. So why bring that to the table? So I never had any anger because that's why I think resentment comes from. It's displaced anger that's built up, built up, built up, built up. So I, I didn't have any of that because I would always ask myself those questions. And every single time it would be like, okay, this is an issue now. It's not going to be an issue down the line. It's not going to bother me down the line. And I would leave it alone and move past it. Or suppress feelings, like if nobody is communicating or saying what's wrong, like ever, or figuring out ways, it's going to build up and kind of boil over internally. With that being said, what I was just saying, is it going to bother me now? You have to know where the anger is coming from. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that can be discussed, we're going to f- navigate and discuss mm-hmm. it. But I'm not going to store it for it to be a resentment down the line. Right. You know, I'm a, we're going to talk about this. Or if you do run into some challenges and you discuss it, if, if we discuss it, say something happens and you discuss it and now y'all on common ground, then if you're going to say we let it go, then you got to let that thing go because you can't keep coming back to it because if you don't really let it go, then you're going to resent them without them knowing. Mm -hmm. And they're moving like, oh, we made it past that. But in your head, if you suppress those feelings and you really didn't honestly get over it, I think you may grow to resent that person Mm -hmm. and they may not be aware. So don't harbor all those feelings. Like if you need to go to counseling or if you need to get a third party, somebody to help you, even if you just go take it to somebody you really trust and say, okay, what do you think on X, Y, Z? This is what happened. This is how I'm feeling. Am I over it? Then what do you think I should do? Like even just taking that step to do that and then building a plan and figuring out what you can do, it can stop you from getting to the resentment stage. Now be careful with that as well because you can't take, first off, I'm a big, 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 um, I can't even think of the word right now, but what I'm trying to say is I don't believe in just going to anybody with all your problems. Well, right, right. So, when you go to to a third party that's not necessarily a counselor, making make sure they're in a good place. Right. Don't go to your single homegirl or your single homeboy that's working on a fifth relationship in the last five it's years. Clearly, they don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you go to somebody of in a space you want to be in. 
most times they may be older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and make sure it's good advice that you're adhering to. Don't seek just, wisdom. Seek wisdom. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you, babe. You know what I'm saying? Don't just go to and a lot of people, sadly to say, when they come to certain problems, they go, they know who they need to take this conversation to. Cause they're gonna take it to a yes man, most likely. Somebody who's gonna support what they're saying. Most people don't like hearing they're wrong when they may need to hear, or you're being irrational or you're overreacting. So making sure you talking to somebody who's level-headed and going to give you sound advice. And hold you accountable. And going back to what we said about the course, two becoming one, like we said, not everybody was a new couple. Some of these couples have been married a while, and that's why like this one particular couple was in there because they felt like they grew apart. One person was in the military and had not been home in a while, so when he did come home and was retiring, she felt like, we kind of need to start over. We have not lived with each other or been in a space like that. And the marriage now feels different because neither one of us is used to being back. So maybe before you get to the resentment stage, you know, going to a course like to kind of get realigned, almost like your car. When your your car starts moving all kind of ways on the road and you feeling all bad, like, oh, pulling me this way, pulling me this way. What do you do? You go, go get, an, get alignment. an alignment. Yep. Get somebody, you know, to reel it back, get you back on track. Mm-hmm. So you can avoid the stage of resentment. Ooh, stay right there. That that was a perfect analogy with that. So in addition to that, what causes the the, the alignment to be off? Sometimes you got to get your pressure checking your tires. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure they're at the proper levels. That's a microcosm in itself. There's four tires on the car. Each tire can represent a different element in life. And you want to make sure the pressure is correct so it won't throw off your alignment because the alignment is throwing off the whole direction of the car. Man, that's a perfect analogy whether you know that or not. And from that resentment that you may build, then comes the stage that I think is just just, just asinine, like rebellion. Like I've heard situations of people that do certain things or they do, they're, they're in certain circles and they do certain things out of rebellion for the situation. And I don't even really want to harp on that. I'm, the only thing I'm going to say for that one is that's flat out immaturity. Um, Selfishness normally appears in the rebellious stage. And mm-hmm. don't just try to bandage the problems. First, identify what you're trying to get across. Like what points are you trying to make by being rebellion? First, identify with that. And I'm going to say choose peace over problems. And, you know... I know for, for me, and Shana's told me the same thing multiple times. Queen Shay has told me multiple, multiple times that people have came to her, said, ooh, I'm trying to get what you got. I'm trying to be in a relationship like, like you have. People have told me that from the beginning, too. But from what we're saying, these different stages, from especially from the first episode to this one, we treated this marriage like a business, not just a business, a business built on our last dollar. There is no tomorrow. There is no more money in the bank to to fund what we got going on. So with that being said, we work on each other. We work at this. We're not just, we ain't speaking untruths here. We ain't telling you we perfect. We telling you through the problems we've had, we've used this foundation to keep us sturdy, to keep us going, to keep us moving forward. Because we have expectations from one another. We have goals that we've set and we've set expectations to move forward. And that's where the love lies. That's why when things go sideways, the muscle memory of prayer kicks in. Things go sideways, the muscle memory of overcoming adversity. So So, that's my piece. Evaluate where you are, figure out which of these stages you fall in, and figure out how to get back to stage one. Mm -hmm. 
Figure mm-hmm. out how to get back to stage one. Bring the romance back. Remember why you're with them, why you love them. Thank and you. Go back to that space. Always That's what remember. we have for you. That's the challenge for today. Figure out how to get back to the stage of romance. Always remember why you love this person. Something sparked the relationship in the beginning. Don't ever forget that. Always remember. So set some visions. Um, well, have a vision, excuse me. Set some goals, set expectations, and, and, and formulate a plan to move forward towards all this. Two Becoming One is a great course. Find those books on Amazon. But that's your second option. Beducated. That's option one. Beducated.com. There's several courses listed there. Um, they're not just, you know, bedroom candy. There's a lot of things on overcoming of, of objections, uh, just speaking with each other, dealing with each other, you know. This wraps up another episode of Orgasmic Vibes. Stay tuned to our next episode when we bring back uh, what's the game? Either or neither. Either or neither. Vibing out. Peace. <laughs>